Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock, and with me is not my co-host, Brett Galt. Brett is somewhere in Florida right now, and I am across the country here in Kansas. It's going to be a little bit different episode, and uh, Brett, I didn't warn you that we're doing this, so I guess I'm more asking for forgiveness and permission to record this and upload it, but um, we're here in Kansas right now in Southeast Kansas, hunting with a couple buddies, and we just wanted to, you know, kind of hop on and BS around, talk about you know how the trip's been, and just talk about a little bit of hunting in general. I know this is mostly a sports gambling podcast, so if you came for locks, you might want to leave. But I guarantee you, if you stick around, you're probably gonna laugh a little bit and probably get to know us a little bit more. But tonight, we're gonna do kind of like a rotating car wash. So we're gonna start with my buddy Trevor, and then we'll get John on and maybe Justin. I think there might be a special. Um, DEA agent that probably won't come on, but we'll see if we can get Brooks and maybe the, the owner of the outfitter that we're at right now. So Trevor, without further ado, welcome to the show. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everybody um, like your name, where you're from, and, and maybe like a fun fact or two. All right. Yeah. So I'm Trevor Hoyle. Um, I'm originally from Hickory, North Carolina, actually west of Hickory, Burke County, uh, the middle of nowhere. So I'll just say Hickory. Uh, went to NC State. I uh, graduated from NC State in 2016 and uh during that point in time that's when i met marcus so i met marcus through one of my best friends growing up and they loved duck hunting and everything so then me and marcus met and that was pretty much it we duck hunt usually uh at least do probably six or seven eight trips a year but marcus is in charlotte as y'all probably know i live in raleigh so you know just whenever we get the chance so now we're here in Kansas, which uh, we're the like, southeast Kansas, but the closest two towns would be Oswego or Parsons. Yep. So in BFE, a bunch of farmland. If you ain't a farmer out here, I don't really know what you do for a living. But um, go ahead and talk to everybody about how you got into hunting um, birds specifically. So birds specifically, well, I mean, growing up like in Hickory, there wasn't like many ducks. Like, so, um, I mean, mainly I just like dove hunt mostly. Uh, my grandpa used to train bird dogs um, professionally back in the 70s and the 80s. But, you know, obviously with uh, predator, predator control and uh, deforestation, there are no quail, grouse, or pheasant really anymore. So now we're kind of moving into ducks and essentially my buddy Colby Pittman when I was in middle school and high school like I just went with him and his uh his dad Tim and they were always really good to me and you know took me down the coast and we'd shoot ducks well at one point in time and I can't remember exactly whose dog it was I don't even think I was with Colby but I went on a you know a duck hunting trip and they had a dog and it was you know, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And I've always loved training dogs. My dad was a canine officer for Burke County Sheriff's Office at one point. And, you know, when I saw that opportunity, that's at the point when I got a lab. And so um, mainly at the very beginning, you know, like I didn't really have a lot of places to duck hunt. So we would put in for North Carolina wildlife permit draws and they're absolutely fantastic. Not at all, sorry. <laughs> um, but so, essentially there just wasn't you know as much exposure so i just started using goose to 
And tell everyone who Goose is. Oh, Goose is my four-year-old yellow lab. His name is Bob Goose. He's awesome sometimes. So <laughs> he's, a, he's a character. Yeah, he's uh, he's a wild man. But uh, mainly tundra swans because I could put in for a permit, and then I would go down to uh, uh, Carson Perry and Haley Perry's place, Conman Outdoors, High uh, County. Well, it's down towards uh, Lake Phelps. Okay. So yeah, and um, or you know, I might go with you know some buddies, but I mean, once I got goose, that's that's the only place I've been like tundra swan hunting, and goose did absolutely fantastic with those. Um, he's a kind of a bigger bodied uh, yellow lab, like, very like long stream bean. Yeah, very long, but he's got a big old block head, and man, he loves tundra swans and geese. So that was his experience mainly for the. You know, the first two years of his life was tundra swans, geese, and doves. And he hates doves. He'll pick them up. He'll bring them back to you. He doesn't like it, but he doesn't. And then from there, when I got into the passion of waterfowl, and I've known Marcus for years, uh, Marcus Dog Theta, if y'all don't know, is absolutely fantastic. Marcus does some great training with her, does competitions with her, just came back from Georgia. Yep. Um, Double went down to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had them pretty good this year overall. But this year, um, I guess, other than one spur of the moment Canadian hunt, Goose has had no waterfowl uh, this year. And so I've been busy, been busy at work. And so that's when we, you know, decided to go on this trip. And it has showed this year that Goose hasn't been on any waterfowl hunts, but. We made it work the last two days. So Goose and Theta. Theta's my chocolate lab. For those of you who don't know, she's six years old. She turned seven in March. I got her my senior year of college towards in, I think my last semester uh, down in Wilmington. I needed like 12 credit hours and I think two of my classes were online. So I had a lot of free time at home and my girlfriend, now wife, she was like, well, let's get a dog. And I thought I wanted a GSP for the longest time. And I kind of got into duck hunting, um, I think my junior year of college, and it's like, well, the lab will probably be a little bit better. So if I'm going to like do this and pursue it as, you know, my main hobby or main expense, as my wife may, may want to say, I figured That's get nice. a dog that I could, that I could take with me, but it's probably accurate. Yeah. She, she's been good. Um, that's a little bit more about her. I originally just wanted her to be a meat dog. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a meat dog is, j- just a duck hunting dog. I didn't know what a hunt test was, a field trial. I did not know that you could go sit in a field all weekend, pick up some ducks and earn a ribbon. So she picked up her first duck at seven months, which was probably a little too young. It was me, um, buddy Colby, who Trevor recently mentioned, and uh, my friend Garen. We went to Jordan Lake. If you're familiar with the Piedmont in North Carolina, you know what Jordan Lake is. And we shot two wood ducks that morning and she, she picked them up like with a little bit of assistance. And since then, I don't. I probably hunted without her one time. I, I typically don't hunt if she don't come with me. Like I can be invited to like an impoundment hunt to possibly shoot like twenty five birds, but I'd rather you know me and her just go out and shoot a wood duck. And I'm the exact same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hunting with dogs is better. Yeah, I mean, it don't always have to be my dog, but I mean, until she really slows down, it's probably gonna be the way I look at it. But we ran our first hunt test when she was three. Uh, first one we did, I got us disqualified. <laughs> um, 
without going into too much detail of it, we had to pick up two singles, so two individually thrown birds. So they throw the first one, go out and get it, bring it back, and then do the same thing over again. They shot off the first bird. She goes and steps on it, like toenail on the head, brings it back to me perfect. Second one goes off. She goes out there. Um, her performance was not the issue. I didn't really know the rules too well, and I broke two of them I, without going into detail again. But I basically got us disqualified when she actually like did a good job. And since then, she's been pretty consistent. I think we failed one junior test, one senior test, a season test, and one finish. But we probably have close to like 20 passes now. So I don't know if we show up on a weekend and we prep well, we got a pretty good chance of getting through. Um, but yeah, no, Theta's Th- 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 a great dog. But Trevor, back to you. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite duck to shoot? Oof, man, that's that's a really tough one. I mean, we just get such limited, you know, big ducks in North Carolina. And so there's actually quite a few ducks that I have not shot. Um, I've shot a pintail, have not shot a widgeon, have not shot a redhead, which I guess is a diver. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I think it just depends on like the day, the time, and you know what I really want to shoot. That's my favorite duck of the day. You know, so like this trip, it would have been awesome to you know shoot a widgeon and Mark shot one, which is awesome, and he smacked it too. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm just like him. Like if I'm going hunting for waterfowl or doves or any kind of bird stuff, like I want to bring my dog. And I think that both Marcus and I have a really unique connection with our dog because they are family dogs, but they are both working dogs and uh, they do, they do work very well together. Um, they love each other. Yeah. They're great friends. Very good friends. Very good friends. Uh, Goose gets a little excited and Theta has to kind of calm him down when she first gets there. But I mean, after that, they just, I mean, they're awesome. So, um, yeah. But the next one in the decoy is that your favorite. The ne- yeah, the next one in the decoys. That is exactly right. That is exactly right. So, it's it's a it's definitely experience if you never if you never came out to Kansas and got to see ducks work compared to North Carolina. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. Um, like I would say, my favorite. I enjoy diver hunting the most, but the duck that I enjoy shooting the most is a wood duck, mm-hmm. just because when you're like in the swamp or in the timber in North Carolina. And um, 10 minutes before shooting, like, you just hear that little squeal. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's like music to the ears. And, you know, they only fly for about 10, 15 minutes, 20 if you're lucky. But within there, there can be a lot of shooting. And sometimes there ain't a lot of shooting. And, you know, typically, if you ain't seen one for about 10 minutes, you're about done for the morning. About so done for the morning. If, if you ever have planned Saturday morning, you know, you can go get a quick wood duck shooting. And then you yep. can go home because... You probably ain't gonna see much, but if you stay around till eight thirty, nine o'clock, you may get lucky and shoot a hooded McGranzer. They have saved a mini of a hunt. Yep, long darts. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I think we have a you know great time. Like, uh, you know, over the last two days between our two dogs, how many birds have we shot now? So we shot six the first morning, and I'd say we picked up fifty-one today. Probably shot about fifty-five. Yeah. And it wasn't to really to the dog's detriment that while no. we couldn't get some, like things just happen while you're hunting. But at Kansas is like sheer volume. Very, very much so. So 
And that's another thing with dog training, especially when you're looking at ducks, like you can always go to a hunt test, which, you know, Marcus got me into and I absolutely love them, but just with my job and kind of, I have every other weekend off. And so here recently, all the hunt tests have fallen on my weekend on. So at work, so I have to take three days off that weekend. And if they're in another state, it's just absolutely miserable. So, um, but luckily, actually passed my first hunt test thanks to Marcus. Yep, did really um, good. I uh, I was apprenticed judging it, and goose looked good. Definitely one of the better dogs out there that weekend. That weekend, this weekend, or this week, uh, we have some improvements and some definitely some things to work on. I will say that uh, there there have been. Now, with that being said, my dog's demeanor and attitude has been really impacted by travel, which wasn't as much of a deal last year as it was this year. And I'm not really hundred percent sure why. And that's just something that you kind of got to figure out with the psychology of the dog because dogs will be dogs. And so we had a 16 at, well, yeah, 16 hours drive between yeah, yeah, about you know, 16, two well. days and goose was in a kennel. He's usually not kenneled, um, but he stood up probably 14 hours of that and has not ate uh but about three cups of food today's third what's today friday, friday yeah. today's friday and he's ate about three cups of food since monday so uh finally finally got it kind of squared away today or last night he ate a little bit and then today we kind of i mean we had a heck of a day so both dogs got a lot a lot of exercise um I will tell you that Theta was the uh, saving grace because I don't know what we would have done without her. Um, <laughs> She's a little bit more experienced too. Well, yeah, but um, I mean, Theta probably picked up uh, 26 or 27 birds and I would say Goose probably picked up 18 to 21, something like that. Um, and then we had a couple that, you know, we we're just trying to get out there as fast as we could and pick up, you know, uh, anything that was dead that was belly up, you know, so other groups could come in. And um, I thought Joel and um, Preston did an excellent job of calling, yep. excellent job, you know, working birds. Uh, you know, weather's been warm here. Um, it's been warmer than North Carolina, but we had a really good wind today. We had a really good, I mean, we had, we had a south wind yesterday and today. Um, and then, you know, they put us on birds. So, Mm -hmm. It's hard to do with the south wind. Hard to do with the south wind. Um, and it being, by the time we got out of the blonde, probably near 70 degrees. Yeah, it was warm. Mm -hmm. um, I took off my hoodie about halfway through. And I was wearing waders because I, I thought about just wearing sweatpants and muck boots. But you know, Trevor said, if I duck hunt, I wear waders. And I ended up needing them today, whether it was like helping pick up decoys or, I mean, I barely had to get in the water you know, because we got two good dogs. But that was fortunate. Um, Let's talk about your first duck hunt. Do you remember it? Oh yeah, my first duck hunt. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I was actually on the the boat with Colby and Tim, and uh, we shot a total of three birds in five days. And uh, <laughs> the very first day that we were out there that morning, like I was an idiot. I didn't know anything about duck hunting, and I was like, "Hey, is that one?" And I just like raised my hand up and just pointed at it. And they're like, "Get down, get down, get down!" And I was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry." And, you know, like, I think that just kind of set the tone for the entire week, you know, 
which is it's just a curse that I have sometimes. But um, yeah, I, I, I had no idea what I was doing. And then, you know, we had a couple birds come in and we ended up shooting them. That was where I saw my first widget was down in North Carolina. We were hunting on the edge of like, we were in intercoastal and we we're hunting on the edge of just like standing grass. And it just literally came out of nowhere straight over the boat and I didn't even have time to grab my gun and get it up. And that was the only one I've ever saw. And the only reason I knew it was a widget at that point in time is because Colby's dad was like, oh, yeah, that was a widget. We don't see any of those. So, yeah. Eastern North Carolina is the best duck hunting in the state. The further you go west, the worse that it gets. But, yeah, if you have some connections down there in Eastern North Carolina, you can can kill them. I mean, I think Hyde County, which is probably the capital of North Carolina for duck hunting, Mm -hmm. someone told me a couple years ago, it's probably more now, that there were 10,000 impoundments corn impoundments in one county yeah it really wasn't it surprised me and you know growing up until i went i mean growing up i guess in western north carolina i did not even other than colby and his dad i didn't have anybody that like like my grandpa said he went a couple times when he was young and that was before all the gear that we have now and i can see how absolutely miserable that was um and he said, the colder and the wetter it is, the more ducks you see. And, you know, like, to some extent, he has a little bit of a point, you know. Um, but, you know, then just meeting new people. Um, I mean, Mark, me and Marcus talk several times a week. And, you know, whether it's about the dogs, whether it's about ducks, you know, whatever. You know, we're always, you know, you know, moving ideas back and forth, trying to figure stuff out. But. Um, I kind of want to talk about Theta a little bit and how much of a rock star she was today. Yeah, um, I guess give you guys a little bit of background about the hunt this morning. We shot 51 birds, recovered 51, and I think it was 41 Canada geese, which like those are the ones you see on the road on the golf course. Those suckers are big. A lot of people don't like them, but we shot 41. Those, we shot six uh, speckled belly geese. They're a little bit smaller, make a little weird noise. Mm-hmm. And... We shot four mallard ducks, so, you know, the green heads that you normally see. We shot a couple of those, and Theta was on it. Um, she's always, like, steady, reliable, easygoing. Like, comparing hunt test season to hunting season, you definitely – I'd say every dog gets looser in hunting season. Like, they're more reliable to break. You know, if they're running a blind and you give them a cast, they'll take the cast, but you may not get as much angle as you want to. And there's just a lot going on, a lot of guns, a lot of shooting, but like she can, she can pick them up. There, there's not too many like cripples that can get away from her. Like one of the funniest ones today, two Canada geese came in and um, our guy, Joel, he said, all right, two people like choose to shoot like one of those. And I said, I'll take one. And I stood up and smoked Actually, the one. I took the other one. Yeah. that's yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. So yeah. I smoked the one on the left side that came in and like when it hit, it looked like it was stone dead. Um, it was like belly up, kind of like head in the water. I'm like, all right, it's dead. Theta, center. And about time she got halfway out there, the goose like barrel rolls over, is pissed off, his wing is clipped, and that mm. sucker's mad. Yeah. And Theta's ch- like chasing that thing in a circle, swimming. And I mean, the, uh, the goose is taking the good wing and smacking her in the face. Mm. And they played a game of cat and mouse. I mean, it seemed like two minutes, but it was probably about like 45 seconds. Yeah. And 
Theta was just getting pieced up in the face left and right, but I mean, she was just as mad too. She grabbed that damn honker yeah. by the good wing, so it couldn't do anything yeah. with the left wing. Oh, yeah. Then she brought him to the bank, but Goose had a similar situation mm-hmm. where he was chasing down a cripple, and they were going in circles again too. It actually went under, and when it goes under, Goose kind of just does little circles in the water, and it came up, and he grabbed it just perfect, and he grabbed it perfect like right by the neck. But when it came all the way out of the water, it was doing the exact same thing, just beating him senseless in the face. And he and you could just hear it. He was just like, and trying to swim at the same time. And you got to think some of these geese, you know, weigh, uh, I mean, over uh, probably 25% of their body weight, and they're swimming and carrying them. You know, well, Theta more probably. Yeah, so, um, she's a small girl. So, I mean, there was, uh, there was only maybe three blinds that I got to send goose. Eh. And a blind retrieve is when you shoot a bird, the dog doesn't see it, and you just kick them off in a direction. and mm-hmm. They need to go that way. Well, and I say there was only three, maybe four blinds that goose actually, uh, you know, went and got the bird. And so back to that psychology of the dog, like, you know, the first one he did not want to go get. Now, granted, it was over on Marcus's side. Marcus was trying to be a good teammate and say, hey, do you want um, Goose to send this? And I said, I'll try. And he, I sent him, and he walked to the edge of the water, turned around, looked at me, and then came back. And so after that, I sent him on a couple more, I think three or four more. Um, I know he had three uh, that he actually successfully did a blind. And so, like, but I didn't, I don't have a whistle, and I don't do some of the, uh, I guess, higher technical stuff that Marcus does. Like casting. Casting. uh, Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there is a lot of improvements to be made. But, um, you know, as far as Goose kind of had a little bit of advantage because we had a a lot of brush on this one side, and, like, they cut, like, the gods, they cut in – they did a great job. Cedar, cedar limbs and stuff. And so Goose could just literally have his head out, like, and it's right under a cedar limb. So he could actually watch a little bit better. Um, and, I mean, I think Goose did pretty well for it being his actual first duck hunting trip of the year. So I would still want to give him a 6.8 out of 10 just because <laughs> I expect better. I don't know about perfection, but I do expect better. So. Our standards are always higher. Like Theta, she had a couple of retrieves over 100 yards. I mean, just like swimming after, you know, some cripples that had sailed. Like, if, if, like, for example, like seven came in one time and all, like seven hit the water. Mm-hmm. And then like the wind just taking a couple off. And I know that those are going to be Thetas to get because they're going to be a little bit harder. You need some casting in there. And it's like swimming out to sea essentially, but... She did a good job. She was solid today. I was proud of both dogs. Yeah, I don't – I think we may have had two. I mean, and one of them was just because Goose was chasing a cripple that was, like, going away from where he initially started and got in the water. And then the other one, he just marked it. And you can explain a mark. Yeah, so a mark, if a bird is up in the air and you shoot it and the dog sees it, that's called a mark. Mm-hmm. If the dog doesn't see it, it's called a blind. So mm-hmm. marks are definitely a lot better because they know where they are. They know where they hit the water. Um, like it, it, It's black and white. Mm-hmm. There's not really a gray area to where they're uncertain where to go, how to go. 
um, or even when to go. So, uh, I mean, goose marks, there may have been three. The one that he chased around, and when you're chasing cripples, like, I feel sorry for the dogs. Like, I'm just, I, I have no idea how they catch up with something that can somewhat halfway fly when they're crippled. But um, the particular one that I was thinking about, so Marcus was on the left side of the line, and I was on the way on the right side of the line. And just depending on how the birds come in, whether they fit, like finish on the right side or they finish on the left side or finish in the middle, you know, that depends on where the birds fall. And on this particular group, I don't know if it was the seven that came in or if it was one of the groups of maybe a couple more that came in, but we had, I don't know, three or four birds that finished on the left side of the blind. And those were the birds that goose just happened to mark. And so I, I know there was a couple that I don't know if there were there was one that was probably 100 yards because I have a good video of it. Um, but it was on the right side of the blind as far back as you could go almost. And uh, it was, you know, I mean, it's, that, that, it's, a, it's taxing on them a little bit. I mean, for shooting 51 birds and then picking up uh, mostly all of them. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like I didn't pick up anything today. You picked up maybe two or three, but yeah, it, it was interesting. I mean, again, growing up in North Carolina, you don't shoot fifty-one birds no. in a setting often. No, um, don't like, like when you need the space to have the, that amount of guns, you need to have the birds. You need to have the wind, the weather. I mean, and it just really came full circle today. T today was pretty awesome. Yeah, we got one day of hunting left too, so uh, I think. Uh, Joel and Caleb and, you know, uh, JD and, you know, Preston and what's, uh, is it Chase? Chase? Yeah. yeah, he's new this oh, year. Chance, 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 Chance he's new this year, but he's, you know, he's local to Can uh, Kansas and he actually uh, put us on the birds today. So he, uh, they went, so in mornings typically, you know, we, we hunt and then in the evenings, like the gods go and scout. And so, um, you know, Chance found this, you know, it's a cattle pond. It was a really big cattle pond. Um, and then chance saw all these birds just, you know, working in there yesterday evening. And so that's where we decided to come this morning. And, um, I mean, we had, uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. So we, we really appreciate that and all the effort that goes into it because they're driving miles and miles and miles in a vehicle, looking at ponds, glassing, you know, looking through binoculars, like looking for birds. And, um, so we had a, we had a really, really good uh, second day and uh hopefully you know we'll get on some birds tomorrow too so yeah interested to see what we shoot tomorrow um the guides are back here we're going to eat some dinner and they're going to talk about a game plan for tomorrow but we did see a snapchat from one of them of a bunch of snow geese, bunch so of snow geese. it seems like some birds may have beat that north wind or mm -hmm. it may already be shifted and it may be another goose shoot tomorrow maybe another duck shoot but regardless I'm, I'm gonna be glad and thankful to be out there with some good friends and some good dogs and have a good time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Y'all get to hear from Justin and probably uh, Big John, uh, maybe uh, maybe Joel, and yeah, we'll see who all else wants to join. We'll see. Yeah, we'll get some more people in the car wash. You want to go out and tag somebody to yeah, come I'll in? Tag somebody to come in. Cool. Alright, Justin, you want to do that podcast? Oh, it's dinner time. We got some people about to eat. <laughs>
Somebody's pulling straws to see who gets the cone. I didn't see you sitting there your camera. Who, who we got coming? Big John. All right, John's coming. What's up, dude? What's going on? Well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is John Franson. I'll let him introduce himself. Um, if you want to just talk about your name, where you're from, a couple of interesting facts, we're going to kick off. <laughs> What's going on, John Franson? Uh, originally from High Point, but now live in a small town called Philadelphia, Tennessee. Uh, Little Philly. Little Philly there. <laughs> um, outside Knoxville. Um, live out there now. Been hunting with Marcus uh, about four or five years. Our uh, Got a fun little start together with uh, him watching me about die chasing a tundra swan half a mile across the field. John almost went into cardiac arrest. (laughs) (laughs) That was was fun. Um, But been duck hunting only for about, I don't know, six years or so. And uh, overall hunting for, I don't know, 15 years now or something. So Yeah, so um, let's talk about your first duck, duck hunt. First duck hunt I ever went on, technically was after a tundra swan hunt, but if you want to take it was just a straight duck hunt, was uh, went up to, um, uh, up in near the Oxford area and killed, we killed some hooded mergansers and such, and then duck hunted a little bit around Raleigh as well, killing some killing a bunch of wood ducks and such yep. around there. So yeah, that's the North Carolina special. Yeah, a wood duck was actually my first duck too. So my first hunting story, I was in college and I believe this had to be my junior year. I believe it was my junior year, possibly. Um, there was a guy in my, in my fraternity, his name was uh, Joseph Taylor, great guy. Saw him at a wedding earlier this year. Um, beautiful kid, beautiful family, uh, shout out Joe. But he, I believe his dad kept like a boat, like in Wrightsville Beach or around mm-hmm. that area. And he would go out like flounder fishing and do all sorts of stuff. And Joe would, like catch like sheep's head and flounder and like some other stuff, but he would put it in gallon Ziploc bags and for $5 or maybe it was 10 bucks. I think it was $5. He would give you a bag full of fish. And um, me and my buddy, Nick Sims, we lived at a house called 228. It was on 228 Wooddale in Wilmington. Um, we would like fry fish and it was phenomenal. And it was the cheapest thing you can get. It was fresh. So good. I mean, like barely frozen. And um, Joe comes over one day to drop us off like a couple of gallon bags. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just shoot the shit. Like, what you doing tomorrow? And he's like, I think I'm going to go duck hunting. <laughs> and, you know, I, I have my hunting license. Uh, like, got a gun. I don't have waders or anything. I don't even really know what you need to go duck hunting at this point. And I'm like, can I go? And he's like, yeah, I'll take you. He's like, you have a gun? I'm like, yeah. You have your hunting license? Yeah. And he told me, like, I had to buy a duck stamp. Like, I literally knew nothing. Like, <laughs> for, for, like from, from ground zero. And I end up getting my friends like fishing waders <laughs> and then I'm taking them into a swamp. Like I had absolutely nothing. And he took me on a hunt up in a game land around school. And within like 15 minutes, maybe even 10, like three of us limited out on wood ducks. And when I say it was like the fastest, most exhilarating thing I've ever done, it was sick. And then I say that was a Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe, maybe a Thursday. And then he's like, Hey, if you like this, like come back, come back with us on Saturday. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I'm coming back. Like I can barely sleep Friday night, but I'm like, yeah, Saturday going back, you know, bunch of mosquitoes, warm, long walks mm-hmm. going over limbs. Like I had never experienced anything like this. And, like I remember it like it was yesterday, but that day, I think four of us, we shot 17 ducks. 
mixed bag of wood ducks, teal, and gadwall. And I was like, I'm sold. Like, my yeah. first two hunts were bangers. Like, <laughs> like, and again, in North Carolina, I'd say most people, like, probably see, you know, five, ten ducks or something. You may get to pull the trigger. You know, mine were, like, shooting all day long, um, especially on Saturday. We stayed out there for a little bit longer when, like, the gadwall and teal started flying. But it, it was fun, dude. It was it was exhilarating. Duck hunting brings a lot of people together. Yeah. No, that's about what you kind of described there, how most people duck hunts were. That's really how most of mine have ever gone in North Carolina. You have some banger woody woody hunts or get out there on the sound. Sure, you get a few birds and whatnot, but really didn't ever have my first big banger hunt until I went to Venice last year where we, we knocked it down on, on some ducks out there yeah. with the guides and stuff. So talk about Venice a little bit more, like which a shot, um, like what those ducks mean, what kind of ducks they were. So when we uh, got a chance to go down to Venice, which that's when I learned you could actually be two hours south of New Orleans, which I had no idea you actually could be, but you're down there below the seawall where it's all you know. Either you're down there for oil, or you're down there for uh, outdoors. There, there is no other anything else you're down there for. No corporate jobs down there. <laughs> there is nothing. It is below. It, it, it is a low lying area. It constantly moves around. It, it, it's crazy to see stuff down there. But had an opportunity to go down there and go uh, duck hunting redfish for two and a half days. And between uh, four shooters and two guides, I mean, we knocked down 76 ducks in three days. And, I mean, you had everything from your typical teal beat down that you see down there in Louisiana to we were shooting large divers coming back with stud canvas backs and uh, redheads, um, some ring necks. Uh, we, we, really, we really put the hammer down. I mean, last day, we didn't even get out there till after it was light because you were having to cross the Mississippi in a glorified john boat with these uh <laughs> air-cooled motors these bored out lawnmower motors that you're basically going across the sound the mississippi on it had some bad wind so we just wanted to make sure we weren't getting calling something we didn't want to be and, you, and you weren't gonna die yeah we're gonna die so we get out there and i mean it, it was well after sunrise that we even got out there and got set up and we limited on teal in an hour and a half an 18 teal an hour and a half in the boat I was in. That's strong. Teal are hard to hit. They're like the like the fighter jets. If you watch Top Gun, like yeah. what, what Mavericks fly in, that, that's the equivalent of a green wing teal. Green wing and blue wing teal, they just they come in hot. You kind of let you let them work and then if you can get them coming and landing, that that makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah, water swan's a lot easier than putting, you know, a six foot of lead on them <laughs> and just hoping you you connect. We came, we came back with a lot of ducks, a lot of good late season, late season ducks there. So that means they're going to be full plumage. And it's about as best as you want for putting any kind of mounting duck there on that. So, I mean, it was, you, you couldn't have asked for a, a, a better hunt there. Yeah, that's beautiful. Did uh, your grandparents hunt or your parents? Um, so my grandfather hunted um, on my mom's side. Um, he hunted for many, many years, um, but there was actually not a gun in my household until I turned 18. And. I changed that pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> he and, has an armory at home. <laughs> but they, uh, my my grandfather always had guns, but in my per immediate household, there were not. Um, but I got introduced to shooting uh, when in the Boy Scouts. And um, a buddy of mine who's no longer around, unfortunately, he, uh, him and his dad um, got me to join scouting. And that's what got me into uh, 
we were not your traditional Boy Scout troop. We were a little more redneck. We would <laughs> rather than go backpacking, we'd rather go sit by a pond and fish and shoot skeet all day um, for a lot of us. So we did, we went, we did some of that, a lot of that stuff. And first time I ever picked up a shotgun, uh, a shotgun, I hit five out of five out on the skeet launch. That's strong. So it was one of those things of, okay, got a little bit of natural ability and went and did the merit badges. I kind of kept with it a little bit, but really didn't get into hunting. He wanted me to get into hunting uh, for many years and I wanted to do it, kept trying to take the hunter safety course, but just time and other factors never worked out. And then unfortunately he passed away my sophomore year of college and never had a chance to actually get to go hunt with him. And so that was, uh, I finished, I went and finally went and got my, uh, uh, hunter safety done and started hunting on my own then so yeah and like my grandpa he's still alive but growing up he used to rabbit hunt like did a little bit of bird hunting he never i would say like my dad did not hunt but like through my grandpa i kind of feel like i got that my mm -hmm. mom's had that natural ability to yeah. um and that is one thing that i want to do it, and i think duff hunting would definitely be the easiest thing like to do with him but I mean, trying to convince, you know, like a 78 year old man to go out in the middle of September and sit in a field when it's 90, 94 degrees, like heat index is 102, 101 with humidity. It's going to be hard to do, but hopefully one day um, in the next couple of years, I'm going to try to make that a priority. My grandpa has some family land. We have some family land and there's a bunch of turkeys on them. So um, my daughter's one, hopefully in the next like four to five years, I can go to his place, do a little bit of turkey hunting. Maybe he'll come with us, but. I mean, no one hunts it, and mm -hmm. apparently there's a bunch. I was going to go this year, but, like, weather and conditions, just that wasn't feasible, so we passed on it. But that's that's something I want to do. I think that would be pretty damn cool. Yeah, when you're down there in Venice, there was a lot of guys down there doing rabbit hunting and everything that you just you don't see much of anymore. There's some guys that behind the property I own, I live on about 19 acres here in East Tennessee, and – a uh, bunch of guys there after deer season here, they'll start running dogs for rabbits right behind the house and yeah, everything. For sure. That's strong. Well, the computer battery is dying. We got about 45 more minutes or 44 minutes left. You want to go tagging Joel to see if he wants to uh, hop yeah. on for a second? Sure. All right. Thanks for hopping on, John. Oh. Hey, Joel, do you want to hop on? On the podcast, you want to hop on the podcast with Marcus? Oh, you're doing a podcast? Uh, yeah, he's doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll give him a second. But I guess to, to fill the gap, for those of you who like don't hunt or aren't, aren't big in the outdoors, definitely try it. Um, even if like you go fishing or something, you meet so many cool people. You get so many good memories and you do something that like 1% of Americans like do or not a lot of hunters nowadays, less hunting license are bought every year. You know, I'm not getting on the soapbox or anything, but it, it's definitely worth the experience. And typically what we do in North Carolina, if you, if you go to YouTube and type in duck hunting, you're probably going to see something from like Arkansas, Louisiana or something like that. And that's probably far from, you know, what we do um, out East, but it, it, it truly is special and, Spending some time here in like Doug Camp in, in Kansas has definitely been rewarding. But we are here with the outfitter, um, Parnell Outdoors. 
Um, Joel is actually from North Carolina, from the Fayetteville area. So it's a bunch of North Carolina folks out here. You said that North Carolina folks probably make up 85% of this business. So, I mean, he moved out to Kansas and he can tell you this here in a couple more minutes, but he moved out to Kansas on a whim to, you know, to like start his dream of like being a duck hunter and guiding duck hunts. And, and he, he's pretty strong. Give him a follow on Instagram, Parnell, P-A-R-N-E-L-L, outdoors. And you'll see a little bit about what we're talking about. By the time this podcast is posted, you may see some pictures from our group. I think he said that he was just airdropping some pictures from today, but um, hopefully we can get him out here in a second. And he can he can tell you a little bit more about this this fun operation that he has here. He's getting a plan together for the long. Okay, cool. All right, so Joel's not coming, but Justin is here. Um, thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Um, so Justin, if you want to tell listeners a little bit more about yourself, you know where you're from, and maybe a couple fun facts. Yeah, so I was born and raised. My name's Justin Schober. I was born and raised in uh, or around Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, a couple things about me: I'm a real estate agent. Work all over the triangle. Fun facts, interesting facts. Um, part of my family are uh, maple syrup farmers up in Vermont. That's cool. Yeah, so that's my, sick. <laughs> my dad grew up in Vermont, and uh, him and his brothers and my grandparents, his parents, his grandparents started, or my grandparents started a uh, maple syrup. Just kind of made started making maple syrup years ago. Bought a bunch of land. My uncle bought more land, commercialized it. They have mountains up in Vermont. And they have all the maple trees tapped. That's sick. And so uh, <laughs> anytime I sell a house or, you know, meet somebody new and I'm around home where I can get access to syrup, I give them syrup. Yeah, a bottle of syrup, yeah. And tell them it comes from my family's land. As a welcome gift. That's awesome. Well, how'd you get into hunting? Man, so Vermont. So when I would go visit my grandparents, um, everyone on my dad's side of the family hunted. And then later, um, I was a young kid. Uh, my stepdad took me hunting quite a bit. He was also a big hunter. So I probably uh, got into deer hunting and duck hunting when I was somewhere in like eight, nine, ten. Strong. Nice. Yeah. First deer hunting and then uh, started doing some duck hunting. And then started to graduate into like, <clears throat> we went on some guided duck hunts, went on some uh, goose hunts, mm-hmm. and some swan hunts. Nice. Yeah. What's your favorite bird to shoot? Um, My favorite bird to shoot is probably pintails okay why pintails because they can be skittish yeah you know they can be hard to get to uh commit and they're like mallards sometimes they do they work a lot as we saw this morning they work a lot yeah they're very patient and if 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 the spread's not right if the blind's not right if they're just not feeling right they won't come in so it's a judgment call on whether you shoot or not um, and they're just, they're hard birds to kill sometimes, you know, they're probably, uh, there's probably beautiful. other birds that are harder, but I just respect that for me, at least in my experience has been harder you yeah. know, to kill pintails and other ducks. So that's probably my favorite. For sure. Um, talk about your first duck hunt. You know, the first one I can remember, I went on one when I was really young. My first duck hunt that I, I really remember was a guided duck hunt outside of Elizabeth city, Eastern North Carolina. Nice. And, um, we didn't kill a lot of birds. They had a lot of golden retrievers mm-hmm. as a young kid. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Seeing those dogs work their natural drive. We, uh, we hunted out of 
we hunted out. They were kind of like scissor rigs, but they were kind of like redneck scissor rigs. They weren't really scissor <laughs> rigs. At the time, I didn't know. I just went out there yeah. in the boat. <clears throat> but the boat we were in was like a huge aluminum boat. And uh, they had some sort of pop-up lines. And we, we were sitting in the mouth of a uh, kind of like a, like a, it almost seemed like a, like a cove, like a huge cove. And I remember there being in the distance, there being some houses. And we sat out there and we had birds work all morning. That's that one of these mornings in particular, we didn't, I think we didn't, I don't think we killed anything. The dogs were anxious to get after it and they never really got a chance. Yeah, and it wasn't, serious. it wasn't, I don't know, maybe we took a couple shots. I just remember there being a lot of birds and they just didn't come in and they were circling the boat all morning long. So as a kid, I'm like constantly trying to like watch where the birds are coming from. And, um, but that was, you know, probably not the best morning for, you know, talking about killing ducks, but it was a fun learning experience as a kid. I, I went on a, a duck hunt after that where we were hunting out of some, uh, some big box blinds over a, uh, over an impoundment yep. shooting mallards. And that was a lot of fun. Watch the dogs work, kill greenheads, watch them work similarly to pintails. They're uh -huh. real patient. You know, they don't always just dive bomb in. Sometimes they take their time or where we were hunting, they were, um, but I was young and that was fun. It was fun shooting ducks. I remember shooting one of my first ones and it was a cool experience. Yeah. It was a fun, fun memory. I will say I do understand why people like are mallard purists, especially like in the central or Mississippi flyway, because, you know, back home we get some mallards, but it's not the bird that we see most. We see like probably wood ducks more than anything, yeah. especially at the beginning of the season, at least like west of like 17, Highway 17 in North Carolina. But like the way that mallards just work and they come and they fly consistently throughout the day, it is hard not to love a mallard duck. It, and it is. It, it's, um, like you said, inland, I kind of call it inland, you do see a lot of wood ducks. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is just like the habitat. Yep. They like, you know, they like woods and they like beaver dams. Yep, and swampy stuff. Swamps and, yeah, and they roost in trees. And so they like that type of habitat. And, and, and mallards and other ducks do too, but predominantly wood ducks. And then as you get further further east, further towards the coast, you start seeing more puddle ducks, different mm -hmm. types of puddle ducks. Yes. And then the bigger water you get on, the more divers you start to see. Yeah. And, and every one of those experiences trying to hunt those ducks is a little bit different. I remember growing up and then when I really started to, to duck hunt more, watching different species work, you know, I, I remember the first time I ever had teal buzz a blind, it scared me. I mean, it was like, it was startling because they came right over, like right over top of us, buzzed right in front of us. And it seemed like they were going a hundred miles an hour and it was like a, like an airplane flew by. And then you see them work around because uh -huh. they're super fast, yep. you know, and then you see other ducks, um, you know, they work a little different. Um, so yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a, a fun appreciation for all the different species. I mean, I, they're all different and all, you know, hunting them is unique. A lot of times when we hunt, um, you know, open water or even, you know, creeks and stuff. When you get down east, creeks look like a lot of, lot of, like a lot of rivers. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to think like a small creek in your backyard. Creeks are like the yeah. size of rivers when yeah. you get down east. Yep. But um, you know, you'll you'll shoot divers and puddle ducks. Mm -hmm. You kind of throw out different spreads. Yeah, spreads of both of them. Yeah. Uh huh. You need both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To hunt down east and the diver hunting in North Carolina is great, but you definitely need a a mixed arsenal of of decoys and everything else. Um, did your parents or grandparents hunt? Were they big in the outdoors? So yeah, my grandparents hunted. My dad hunted a little bit deer hunting. Pretty mm -hmm. much that was it. Yep. Stop. He stopped hunting altogether. His brothers, my uncles, 
One of them in particular hunts a lot, spends a lot of time in Canada, spends a lot of time hunting around Vermont. He was actually on the cover of Buckmasters. He shot a big Get out of trophy here. buck in Maine. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> About or, what year? I might be mixing it up. One of one of the major bucks he shot was in Maine. One was in Canada. But one of them made the cover of Buckmasters, and we've got it hanging in the lodge up there where they make maple syrup. Like in the 90s or... Man, this was, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, late 90s, I would say, yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s is when he killed that one. Um, and I've got, you know, I got pictures of the lodge. Uh, I, I, sometimes I show people because I like going up there because mm -hmm. it's so remote. It's like, you know, kind of like Eastern North Carolina, but with mountains. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of people. Um, um, you know, my stepdad <clears throat> is who really pushed me into hunting uh, because he hunted a lot. He uh, hunted a lot as a kid and he was a guide. Um, he was an elk hunting guide out in uh, Arizona for a while nice. near Flagstaff. And then when they moved back here, he uh, he kept hunting. And so as I grew up, he just kind of exposed me to more hunting opportunities, mostly uh, ducks, swan, and, uh, and, and deer. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's your favorite part about bird hunting compared to deer hunting? Yeah, man. Because it's two very different things. I thought a lot about this. Uh, you know, more recently, because because I've been doing a lot of both. I like deer hunting to be out there by myself because mm -hmm. it's something you don't do with a lot of people. Like you may be a part of a club, but I don't. I'm not a part of a like you know a deer hunting club. I just have different land and different places and different people I know that let me hunt their land. And yeah. I like just going out there by myself mm -hmm. or maybe taking a buddy and we go in two different separate ways. So that's that's deer hunting in a nutshell. It's very that sense a big deal. Yep. And so it's it's isolating and that can be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But conversely, that's also why I like duck hunting because of the community of it. For that's, sure, that's what I like about duck hunting yeah. probably the most is being able to go out there. Like today, you know, we we uh, you know we shot a lot of birds and we had a lot of guys and it was a lot of fun because mm -hmm. we all got to share in that experience together. So that's yeah. probably my favorite thing about bird hunting yeah. that you cannot do. Maybe if you run dogs for deer hunting, but I don't run dogs, so that th that's probably why I like you know, duck hunting yeah, is, is or bird hunting in general is because you do it with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's definitely nice, you know, being there with your buddies, just like bull crapping, telling lies <laughs> and a couple truths and just, you know, enjoying company more than anything. You know, you're not sitting in a, in a box or in a, in a tree like by your lonesome. Yeah. It's very interactive, um, more high volume, especially out here in Kansas yeah, yeah. compared to some days in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, and, and the dog work like is always oh, like, yeah. fun to see yeah. too. Yeah, dog work was exceptional. Um, so last question that I wanted to ask you, and I wrote it down so I would not forget. Um, talk about like your dogs that you like had growing up. Did any of them hunt? Um, I know you talk about the golden retrievers that you saw early on, yeah. but just talk about like your personal dogs and you know if they're involved in the outdoors too. Man, so, you know, I'm not going to be as fun with that because I, I don't have a lot of experience working or training dogs. I have the water dog book, mm -hmm. and I plan to train my own dog. Um, growing up, we always had dogs. Um, none of them were hunting dogs. Um, we have two labs now, or my parents have two labs now. They, they're on our farm with us. So yes. I'm around them all the time. And both of them were bred, you know, to, to, to hunt. They were trained to hunt. They haven't. They're young. Um, so they haven't had a lot of field experience. We have a, a pond, like a one acre pond that, you know, we've sent a couple of, you know, these two dogs out, out for training and they've come back. So more recently, 
you know, they've been kind of getting exposed to, to shooting and retrieving and some more like realistic type of, you know, gun nice. hunting. But that's actually one thing I'm looking forward to is my wife and I uh, got a, got a dog when we were like first dating right before we got married. Mm -hmm. And so he, he passed away last April. We got another dog. Yeah. We got another dog six months after we got that first one and she's still alive. So we're kind of, her and I have talked, we're, we're making a plan to get a, uh, get a female lab when the, when this next one passes away. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, 12 or 13. So it probably, you know, won't be forever, you know? Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that challenge. And my kids are old enough now where I can, you know, for, for a little while where I was like, man, if this dog passes away, I end up getting a lab. It's going to be hard with two little kids running mm-hmm. around. But I think I have some time now where I can commit to, because I'd really like to train them myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to, but I mean, I, if I'll pay somebody to train them if I have to. Cause I'd, it's very rewarding. I would say like erring on the side of caution. If you get a puppy and you send it off for six months or like a year for like basic obedience, and then you want to do more of the advanced stuff, you can definitely do that. But, and it's kind of what I didn't do for my dog. Like I wanted to get her good enough just to go like get my birds when me and my like buddies hunt. I never knew what a hunt test was. I saw somebody post something on Instagram one day and they had a ribbon. I messaged them like, "Hey, what is this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's like AKC and UKC, and there's all these different levels you can compete at and so forth." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess we'll like give it a shot." And I mentioned it earlier on the podcast. The first hunt test we ever did, I got disqualified because I didn't really know the rules. Like we failed. I mean, it wasn't the dogs doing it; it was mine. Dude, Theta put in work today. <laughs> yeah, she Theta's did. probably out there sleeping right now. Yeah, I need to go feed her. Theta retrieved. How many birds do you think Theta retrieved? If we shot 51, she probably got at least 30. Man, dude, she got a bunch. Yeah. She got a bunch. It was and over she, half. I mean, she blind retrieves. Yeah. And blind she got retrieves. really hard ones, too. She got some tough. And, I mean, that pond wasn't – that area we were hunting really wasn't that small. And the birds were spread out, mm-hmm. you know, that we shot. They were spread out. Some went off. Right, somewhere. Yeah, like if we shot the seven, the seventh bird was going to be far, far yeah. away. If it was crippled and swimming away, or just if the wind took it. Yeah, I love the companionship of having a dog, and I, I don't, you know, I haven't experienced it like you have, where you train a dog and they're not only your companion, but they're that hunting partner you can rely on. Yeah. That's got to be a pretty cool experience to or feeling too to be able to see that dog start retrieving and being successful, mm-hmm. and hearing from other people that hunt a lot, like man, your dog's, you know pretty pretty great yeah that's what i'm looking forward to um as well and i'm like you know it's kind of funny but i am for for the longest time when i when i was when i when i public water hunt with my friends i'm the dog because i'm i'm six foot seven so my waders go up the highest so i can walk (laughs) out the deepest and as you can see, like today, I yeah. tied a 30-foot strap to an end of a decoy to and try to lasso, try and lasso another decoy because yeah. I just end up out there because I'm the tallest and I'm ready to not, I've had, I've dipped my, uh, my waders in water a few too many times I'm in January. So I'm looking forward to having a dog so I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You get them there, they're going to be able to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. The laptop's actually about to die. So I'm going to pause the recording here, um, go charge it. And then hopefully when Joel's done with the night meeting and they get a game plan for what we're going to hunt tomorrow um we'll get him on and we will be back so everyone uh quick pause right here and i do need to go feed my dog who's probably very hungry um after a, a long work day um we will be right back but thanks for doing the show dude yeah man thanks for having me